You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the last half hour of today's installment of Real Presence Live. And we're happy to have with us Father Lawrence Carney from Wichita, Kansas. And... um, Basically, Father, I guess we're going to talk about the uh, St. Francis de Sales signature set, which uh, my understanding is not necessarily a a, a set of signed books by St. Francis de Sales, but it (laughs) it does entail his writings. But before we even get into that, uh, I think you're new to our listening audience. Why don't you introduce yourself and, uh, you know, just kind of take it from there. Sure, my name is Lawrence Carney. I'm a priest in Wichita, Kansas, and I serve as a chaplain for the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, when they make retreats here. And then Bishop Kimmy has assigned me to be the Apostolic Priest of Wichita. So my duty is to go out into the streets with my Catholic, and I pray the rosary, and I talk to people, and try to bring them back to the church, or try to bring them to the church. I tell you, you you are a good uh, follow-up to our, uh, we had Dr. Ralph Martin on earlier, and he was talking about the new evangelization, and uh, I got a feeling you're going to be a good lesson in the street evangelization, if you will. Yeah, and I think it's a good segue into how our saint today, St. Francis Sells, how he started. He was ordained for one year, and when he was 27, he went into a seemingly hopeless mission. And he went into the streets of a city called Chablon, in France, which is now France, and there were 72,000 Calvinists and only 27 Catholics. <laughs> oh, and, my. <laughs> uh, 60 years prior to that, they were Catholics, but there was a violent persecution uh, from the Calvinists, and those people had heard almost nothing of the true faith for 60 years. And that's when our saint, Francis DeSales, and his cousin, Canon Lewis, they entered into the city on September the 14th in 1594, and they invoked their guardian angels of the region as they approached for the first time and wanted to make it come back to the kingdom of God. And so after four years of preaching, which is a very colorful story I won't get into at the moment, all but a few came back. So 72,000. So when people talk about the new evangelization, I say, well, St. Francis Sales was the first one to do it. Because the new one is getting people to come back to church. The old one was getting pagans to become Catholics. Yeah, and so he he was going back into this this town in France to to get them back. That's right. Reversion. (laughs) So I, I have to ask you, I want to ask you a question. I think I know the answer, but uh, since you mentioned your bishop, you 
are a diocesan priest, are you not? And the reason I ask the question is, uh, in advance, I got a copy of an article about uh, Father Carney serving Benedictine, searching for lost souls, and they have you in your white cassock with the black, uh, I forget what the, the technical name is for the hat. I call it a Father Guido Sarducci cap, but I think that's being a little, <laughs> a little irreverent. But you, are you a, you're a diocesan priest, am I right? That's right, Jack. I'm uh, a diocesan priest. Okay. But uh, I can see where uh, your, your cassock and your hat would really make you stick out and, and probably attract people. Yeah, uh, Jesse Romero calls the cassock the flag of Christ. So mm. I like to wear it and fly it when I walk around the street. People will come up and talk to me. And that's the whole point of the cassock is to bring people to salvation, what comes to the Church. Mm-hmm. And there's two reasons for the existence of the Church. One is to give God right worship, and second is for the salvation of souls. Right, and uh, and as a priest, you've got special powers uh, with, uh, uh, with those efforts. And that's right. It's, the Austin priesthood is really... Uh, modeled after the apostles. You know, they weren't religious. They were just like we are, the Austin priests. They were ordained by the Pope. Um, They were, excuse me, they were consecrated our Lord Jesus at the Last Supper. And what did they do after Pentecost? They went out and baptized the nation. So the Austin priesthood is, you know, just a follow of the apostles. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that uh, you're kind of out there on the streets to a great extent in the same spirit as Francis de Sales when he went to the city in France. I mean, how else would he get started other than to be walking around and, uh, you know, encountering people? Yeah, he was a great witness because it was a dangerous place for him because of the political unrest. And he began to preach, but it was frustrated, so he turned to the pamphlets, and he slipped under the doors the pamphlets that he had handwritten. And then as time progressed, he had them printed out, and he slipped them under the doors. And these pamphlets are where we get the Catholic controversy, which is one of the four books in this St. Francis Sales signature set. And it's Remarkably to the point, because he was a young priest, remember? He was 27 to 31 when he preached there. But he was trying to revert souls back to the Catholic Church. And I love the way he did it. He spoke about mission. Where does the mission from the Calvinists come from? The mission from the Catholic Church came from Jesus Christ to the Pope and to the Apostles and all their successors and the diocesan bishops. That's that, that's a, a, a question that can kind of um, stop you in your tracks, can it not? <laughs> yeah. Ken, you had a question? We also... Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask uh, Father... Uh, our earlier discussions today, we've talked a lot about uh, a reconversion of um, uh, non-observant Catholics, and 
Uh, and obviously, this was an amazing story. Uh, Seventy-two thousand Calvinists uh, reconverting to Catholicism. So I, I'm curious if um, uh, if what he did over those four years is this um, looked to as a, a model uh, or uh, an approach that uh, we could be using today. That's a very good open-ended question. I. I think this would be a great example of how we as the Church could get back into the trenches and do this. And that's why the lion's share of my priesthood in the last 10 years has been walking around cities, because priests were the first ones that were missionaries. And it's a time where we're, we're becoming a missionary church, and who's the mission to? It's to fallen away Catholics because it's the, the greatest, it's like the growing the fastest rate is fallen away Catholics. So I'm trying to lead by example. And I know there's seminarians who have told me they've written pip papers about what I do because I've written a few books about the stories. People love the stories of the encounters that I have. And I just really think it's important that we can't let souls go to hell. So hopefully by me doing this, bishops and other priests will be more open to having priests go out into the streets like St. Francis de Sales did. Because not only does it save souls, but it really helps the priest have a certain contemplative life and receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I'm not constantly talking to people. I'm praying the rosary in the meeting, you know, in, in between my encounters, and being outside in nature is a great place, is a great place to contemplate Jesus Christ. You know, Father, you mentioned, you know, St. Francis de Sales. It was kind of almost uh, dangerous for him because of the political situation to be out there on the streets my suspicion is that there have been uncomfortable times for you because of the, you know, <laughs> the political or the cultural situation, or has that not happened? You know, is your yeah. I mean, go ahead. I, I need to, I need to be prudent so I don't walk at nighttime, and, and I try to walk in areas where I know that I'm going to be seen by the people that need conversion, but also not right in the middle of a, a dangerous situation to provoke the people. So, yeah, I've, I've had some scary situations. Uh, one time I was one, my, one time I was shot at by a paintball gun, and I had a friend with me walking, and we thought that this was the end for us. And my friend got up and saw the pink paint on the back of his ear, and he saw me because I'd been shot, and he said, you should have seen the dislike, uh, the disgust on your face, Father Carney. I said, yeah, because if that was a real bullet, I would have been killed, and I would have been a martyr. Because I was carrying a crucifix and praying a rosary, trying to convert souls in my cassock, and I, I know I had just gone to confession sooner. So, yeah, there's lots of stories. Okay. 
Well, maybe maybe we can get to some of those, too, after the break. We're coming up on a break right now. But uh, for you listeners, we're talking to Father Lawrence Carney from Wichita, and we're talking about uh, uh, his uh, unique style of evangelization in the streets of... Uh, oh, okay, I don't even know that we've identified what town you're in. Wichita, Kansas. Well, I know that's where you're from, but that's where you do. That's where you're uh, you're uh, living right now. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the break, and uh, we will be back for the last 15 minutes of Real Presence Live with Father Lawrence Carney. Looking forward to it. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids, because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the, the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to our last 15 minutes of Real Presence Live uh, this morning with myself, Jack Canelli, and Ken Cottrell as your hosts. And we're talking to Father Lawrence Carney of Wichita, Kansas, about his, uh, his evangelization efforts in, in Wichita. And uh, we kind of got off to do a little bit of storytelling uh, before the break. But, uh, Father, you said uh, you've got something to tell us about... Uh, uh, St. Francis and uh, the, the, first, the Christmas Mass that he celebrated for us there. Why don't you just take it away? Yeah, Jack, thanks. So, on Christmas Day in 1596, 
He had been preaching for over two years, and this would be the first public mass that would be said in 60 years in the city of Tonin. And he, he had a number of people show up, and it was a great blessing. But then later on, he wanted to give out the ashes for Ash Wednesday, but as he was doing that, there was such political unrest that he was threatened with prison and death. So he had to escape through the open door. So his mission continued, and in the third year out of his four-year mission, he began to have the 40 hours devotion, where they would have people constantly praying for the Blessed Sacrament for 40 hours. And he would have a session during that. And the first one, there was a few people, but then as he kept doing these processions and having the beautiful preaching that came with it, and then the curious Calvinists started coming, and then he had one procession with about 20,000 people. So imagine back in the 1500s, there was no television to get your attention. These were the most interesting things to see a procession of people, and it's through the Blessed Sacrament and his preaching, consecrating the cities to the angels that were guarding the cities. It was just an all-out spiritual outpouring that caused this remarkable thing of having 72,000 Calvinists come back to the Catholic Church because it had been six gener- or three generations, 60 years, that these people had not heard much about the Catholic faith. And one story is when he was baptizing uh, a family, they had a little infant that had just died, and he went pray over the child to ask for the child to be resuscitated. It was already dead, and to pray for a miracle so that the baby could be baptized. Well, he prayed, and through his intercession, this child came back to life, was baptized, and that was the talk of the town. And that's where people started really coming to the Catholic Church. And I like one of his tactics. Well, like his, actually his main tactic was his spiritual weapon. Uh, later on, when he became a bishop, he wanted to take Geneva by love. And he said, quote, Love will shake the walls of Geneva. So he's a great author of charity. He's a doctor of charity. And in this signature set, there's four volumes. And one of them is on the sermons throughout the year. So these sermons are for the certain seasons, like Advent or Christmas season, or Lent, and they're just very well done. Then another volume is on the Catholic, excuse me, it's on Consoling Thought, and one of my favorite lines from the Consoling Thoughts is this, quote, this is from St. Francis Sells, let us humble ourselves, I beseech you, and preach only our sores at the gates of the temple of divine piety. But remember to preach them with joy, 
consoling yourself to the all emptiness, that God may fill you with his kingdom. Be sweet and affable with everyone, except with those who would wish to take away your glory, which is your misery. I just love that, end of quote. I just love how he has that wonderful eloquence of showing how to have confidence in God. And this volume, The Consoling Thoughts of God, is very important, considering the last few years we've lived with the whole pandemic and such. And then the spiritual classic is called The Introduction to the Devout Life. So that's one of the volumes in the four-step series. And it's been back in... And it's been about 15 years since I've read the introduction of the devout life, but I was looking at the table of contents, and I just read those subtitles and just want to get back into it again. For example, the Holy Mass and how to hear it. And other public services, the invocation of the saints, how to hear the Word of God, how to receive inspiration, holy confession, frequent confession, and lastly, how to communicate. Yeah. And so, to round out uh, the fourth volume is the Catholic Controversy, Defense of the Faith, which was what we started with. I'll stop there for a minute. Yeah, I know the, uh, I just saw something last week I was reading, and they, they mentioned the introduction to the devout life as being a real good um a real good book for one who wants to kind of improve their prayer life. Now, um, where can one get these sets, or who publishes who publishes it? Well, my favorite publishers publishes these sets. It's Tan Publishers. So you can go directly to Tan Publishers, and you can just put in the St. Francis to Sell signature set, and you'll be able to find them they should be available for sale in a, a few days, and they run at they run at two hundred dollars for the set. But it's a good investment because they're hardback and they're cloth covered with a very beautiful green um, cover, and they're just really well done. The binding is thread binding, so they will last for ages. Plus, they're timeless works, and so as they pass through your family in time, they'll still be as relevant then as they are now. But, Ken, you had... Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to... I, Father, I was intrigued with your uh, evangelizing by uh, walking around, and, and you had mentioned a, a few books, but I did, did want to let the listeners know that you have a book. I, I looked it up while we've been talking, Walking the Road to God, Why I Left Everything Behind and Took to the Streets to Save Souls. And uh, uh, I think I'll be getting that. Yes. Right. To hear more about how you evangelize by walking around. Okay, Father, we've come to the end of our time. It goes all too quickly, and it's time for us to have our uh, our technical director preview for the upcoming programming. So, Father, uh, we'd like to thank you for being with us today, and perhaps we can have you on again some other time because I'm sure you got a wealth of stories that would be fun for us to hear. And uh, with that, we'll. Uh, Bid you good day, and we'll turn it over to Rachel uh, for the technical director's review. And this is what a lot of people have been waiting for, Rachel. So, 
The next Real Presence Live will be on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Hosts Ben Frost and Father Brandon Moravitz will be coming to you live from Holy Spirit Parish in Virginia, Minnesota. They'll be speaking with Cassie Johnson about her youth ministry experience and how to best keep our kids Catholic. And then Christina Metcalf, Matthew Clayman, and Lisa Rose will be speaking about the upcoming Battle of the Chefs. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. <laughs> Back to us, and we still got time to kill, don't we? Okay, thanks, Rachel. Well, I think I thought today was a fun show, and I'm sure glad you were able to be with me, Ken. That uh, and uh, it seemed like there was a common theme of evangelization going on I think here. More like re-evangelization. Re-evangelization, <laughs> and and it seems like the more the more you realize or learn about what it actually is, the more important it is. And I guess the more important for us to uh, know and acknowledge and do something about our baptismal call to evangelize. And again, though, you know, I want to tell people this isn't necessarily, you know, going out on the street and uh, beating people over the head with a Bible. You know, there's many different forms of that's one approach. You know, and I think that's what uh, uh, I think that's what's important about the new evangelization to explain. You know, uh, you know what that is, and, and what what a duty we do have. And when you think of it, I, I really go back to what I said earlier about the the expression about, you know, it, it's the, the 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 good news. It's 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 too good not to share. You know, and it's that should kind of be our impetus, because when you think about it, uh, Christ has the secret to life. And, you know, and through the church, we, we, we get it the best. We get that lesson the best. And it's, uh, we should tell people about it. Let them know about it. And so with that, I guess we'll bid adieu to all of our listeners. Stay tuned for great Catholic programming on Real Presence Radio. And uh... this has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.